0: Welcome to the Dietitian Collaborative podcast. I'm Celestina, a chef, dietitian, and total foodie. Each week I chat with another awesome RD so we can learn a bit more about how diverse our profession really is and how much we can benefit from collaborating with fellow RDs. Community is super important to me. Literally every time I've moved my business, that's four times for those of you who are counting, I've reached out to fellow RDs and holistic practitioners in that new location. You probably know this if you've been listening to the show since the beginning, or even if you've just listened to the first episode, but the last move brought us to Germany, and my Deutsch is nicht so gut. So with that and the visa laws, I literally cannot work here. So I wasn't able to physically form a community of practitioners around me, and that led into forming connections on Instagram, which is where I met both of these amazing dietitians who are on the show today. Laura and Jess are two of my go-to RDs to work through challenges, to vent about random shit with, and obviously to pump each other up. This episode is a bit different than most. All 3 of us are podcast hosts, but none of us is actually hosting this episode. This is the start of Conversation Corner, a space for dietitians and nutrition professionals to have a different conversation. It sucks to feel like you're doing the entrepreneurship thing, the solopreneur thing, all alone. And in most scenarios, it feels like you have to invest in guidance after watching someone's webinar. Real talk, I've invested in coaches, but some of the best business ideas have actually arisen from discussions with my business boo and colleagues that I trust, which is why Laura, Jess, and I are so stoked to introduce Conversation Corner, a connection space for entrepreneur dietitians. We're also here to dive deeper into what our goals are for this space. But basically, we're here for you our fellow dietitians, to chat about business challenges, to be open to sharing our secret sauce and to lift each other up. So I can keep solo chatting or we can just dive right in. Let's dive right in.
1: Hello ladies.
0: Mic check.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, for anyone listening in, well, we will have all done our own little intros for this episode, but you just get to enjoy our conversation today. It
2: feels weird that there's not like, we're all hosts, but like, I'm not in host mode, but no one's in host mode at the moment. I feel like I'm adjusting to that. It's weird, I but know, I kind of dig
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't take over as, there's this part of me, like, it's like a little, don't take over as host. Do it like, you know, cause you're yeah. just so used to pushing, like driving it to make, to, to have the episode kind of like going along.
0: So Laura, um, I feel like <laughs> your voice is pretty distinctive just because of the Aussie accent, but I feel like. Mm. Just so that you guys know, this is Celestina
2: coming at you. Yeah. And this is Jess right here.
1: And this is Laura. Okay, cool. (laughs) I think it stands out. I think it stands out. Um, So on that note, so my name's Laura Jean. Um, If you're coming to this from one of the other podcasts where I've both been on both, um, but you know. Uh, You may have skipped my episode, who knows? And um, so I'm a dietitian based in Australia, as you can tell by the accent. Um, And at the moment, I'm a non-diet dietitian by background and I've been a dietitian for nearly 20 years. Um, But the work that I do at the moment is around holding space and supporting um, dietitians particularly, but other health professionals too, around building a business that is based in their values that works for them, um, where they can show up in their full humanity. Um, And hopefully we can all do that.
2: Amazing. Amazing. Am I going next? All right. I'm Jess. Um, I am a US-based dietitian here in good old New Jersey. Um, And I've been a dietitian since 2013. It's almost 10 years, which is bananas. Um, And I work primarily through empowering dietitians as a supervisor to other dietitians who are just kind of feeling fed up. In the field and frustrated and lost and alone, and need someone in their corner to help them realize that there is a different way of doing things.
0: Baller. I pictured like a coach behind like a boxer when you were saying <laughs> that. And that was baller.
2: Totally my vibe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Jess. <laughs> so, hey guys, I'm Celestina. I am a chef by trade. So, the culinary side of me pops out here and then. But I am also a connector of dietitians, and that's something I'm super passionate about, creating the spaces for dietitians to have some of the more challenging conversations, but also to support and elevate each other because as a female-dominated profession, why not? There's literally no reason not to. So that's what I'm here for, creating community, creating that space for conversation, doing things differently, and growth ultimately through self-exploration, through human design.
2: And that's kind of what we're here to talk about is yeah. the whole like community aspect and conversation and collaboration and all of that good stuff. So where did this come from? Because this wasn't my idea originally. Um, I was approached afterwards and got on board and I'm so excited. So what what is this conversation corner that we are here to talk about today?
0: Actually, Laura approached me about it. She's like, we gotta do something to bring people together. So I must
1: throw this at you, Laura, in a in a gentle way, um, not in like oh, a yeah yeah okay cool catch. That's okay. <laughs> I, can, I can I can actually catch. Um, I played netball from when I was five years old, so catching I've got that down. So I got ball skills. Um, so and I'm also forty now, so that's how long I've been playing people. So I do know how I can catch. Um, anyway. I digress. Tangent. I'll try not to go on too many tangents. Uh, so I've been thinking about it for a little while. Um, I suppose what I, one of my core values is connection, um, which is probably why we all connected, because I feel like that's something we all connect around. Um, and I've been, I've been thinking, I'd like to do a some sort of space, some sort of space where we can come together that isn't. Um, connected to a program or is it necessarily with the view to it being, um, you know, uh, what's the, uh, you know, the, 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 nice business terms, you know, warming people up or anything, but r- literally a space where people could come and connect and find that because for myself, I love that. Like as much as like, I'm, I'm very like homebody introvert I don't like going to networking events for the networking as far as like that, like that leveraging networking, but I love meeting people. I love meeting other dietitians, particularly um, fellow dietitians with a difference or uh, what I affectionately call weirdo dietitians <laughs> um, who, you know, who are a little bit different who may, or maybe just want something a bit different. Um, and I really, yeah. And I was thinking, you know, coming out of um, the last couple of years where we've all been really disconnected and disjointed a little bit. Um, And so I'd just been sitting with it, just been percolating with it as per my human design. I'm a responder, so I have ideas, but it's not my job to act on them and push, push things forward. So I just sat with it for a little while. And then Chelicina, we were talking, I think you brought up um, about the connection piece about how much you really want to connect with other humans and always just finding people feel a bit, I don't know, like standoffy and, you know, maybe there's some projection there. We project our own feelings onto other people around how how we might feel. But anyway, like there's like a barrier, right? Um, and, And of course, we all want to, you know, people want to build trust before we do that. So there's a barrier. And so straight away in my head, I thought, oh, maybe this could be something that Celestina might want to run with or something we could do together because the other piece of it is um, we all only have limited resources, limited capacity, limited time um, and then I was thinking and and through conversations with you Celestina I was thinking like what about if we did something in community, something that wasn't led by one. So it really truly was um, a space for community but by community as well. So rather than at one dietitian pushing it along or one individual being responsible, that it really is a collaborative community connection driven part from the very development through to actually what it's it's aiming for. So that was kind of my dream, a space where we could come together, dietitians come together and we could be supported both in the front facing like connection part, but also in the the back end, the actual running of it, setting it up, you know, doing that. So we're all like held in those spaces.
0: Oh, I guess I can say things about it. Yeah. I think it really lit me up when you were talking about it because community and connection is really at the core of what I do. And it's at the core of what I do because I live in Germany and I've been kind of isolated the last two years as a solopreneur. My business is still very much rooted in the States and it's challenging to connect with people when you're not physically around them. So leaning into the virtual side of things was... I think scary and unknown, but when I was able to do it, that's when I met you guys really like that. You know what I mean? Like how freaking cool is that? Like my besties are online and it's okay. But I think it's also really important to remember that like as an entrepreneur, just because we are potentially solopreneurs, maybe we have a team, but that doesn't mean we have to do it by ourselves. And that's the beauty of having a really tight knit community around you and forming that tight knit community which is why I'm super passionate about Conversation Corner and all of this together.
2: And I think that's incredible. And I love that you two were like super on board when you were like, cool, I'm I'm sold. I love this. And the, my human, de- I don't know if it's my human design, my personality, I'm like very slow to come around to things. Um, I need to like go through my whole process. So I had all different feelings on it and had to sit with it. Um, My first reaction was like, oh my God, yes. Um, I love both of you and I love the work that you're doing. And I'm really working to create more of a community feel in my own space and just like decolonize my brain from rugged individualism, uh, which I think we all have at different points. Um, And ultimately what it came down to was that I feel like in every space that I have with community, I'm I'm facilitating it. I won't say I'm leading it, um, but I'm I'm facilitating and orchestrating it. And it's not that I won't be with Conversation Corner, but I think the appeal was that this wasn't just us sitting on a pedestal selling something and saying like we have the answers, come pay us and we'll give it to you. It's us saying, come pull up a chair because we're gonna have rough days. And we'll be honest about it. And you're going to have rough days. And we're here for that too. And it just felt so much more authentic. It felt like exactly what I felt like I was missing and what so many of the dietitians that I work with say that they're missing too.
1: Yeah. I think that's such an important point because I think the word community gets thrown around (sighs) in the business world as a selling thing, you know, um, as a, as a leverage point. And Even for us, like we're using the word today because it's a shared understanding. Everyone kind of knows what that word means. But we can't guarantee community. Um, We can guarantee a space, a space for connection. But I think what you touch on there is really important, Jess, is often because things are connected to programs or connected to one individual, it it already sets up that idea that this person is in charge. And, yes, we'll do some housekeeping as far as like setting up times. But I suppose what I really want... um, what my hope my dream for this space is that it really is community community led there's this real inbuilt community like um I'm using the word community but like resilience community resilience as far as like we are a community of dietitians right like if we think of it from that point of view not as in you're going to be like besties with whoever you meet in this space because we, we don't know what will happen right so um and just a space that is led by individuals because I think of one of the things that has really shifted in our culture and also just in our in our smaller spaces is that lack and loss of connection in community. You know, we all know that saying it takes a village um, to raise a child, but it takes a village to do all the things humans have done for, for thousands and thousands of years because that's how humans evolved in villages, in small connection communities. And that's probably unlikely that we're going to go back to those like spaces. And, you know, you wouldn't necessarily, you don't, we don't necessarily want to get all our needs met by the people that are in our geographical sphere, you know. I live in a small rural village in Australia, which is pretty open-minded. Um, but it's still a small rural village um in Australia. And so yeah, so there's definitely some people I could get some of my needs met, but but not everything, you know, there's there's no other dietitian, solo entrepreneurs here. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think building that and and leveraging the the real benefit that we have here, the the, the supportive side of social media, the supportive side of being online and using that um, to support us rather than always feeling like we're being pulled by it and controlled by it to its ends and its means, you know, using it as a way for us to come together and build a space for connection and hopefully a space where people feel like they are in community with us and others, Um, that it's not a thing like where it's just Celestina and Laura, but actually like we're holding the space just like, you know, the local this is an Australian reference, but the local CWA, the local um, women's chapter, I think that's is that an American thing, you know, would have had somebody organise stuff, right? The local quilting group, whatever, um, would have had somebody organising it. Somebody had to make the cup of tea. Somebody had to do the things, right? So there's always been that, but really a space that is not about. Um, any one person, any one thing, but really just and a space that provides um, where people can go and go after what they need um, rather than being a space. Like we're talking about our intention for the space, but also another part of it, I feel like is I- I'm really excited to see what the space evolves mm-hmm. into what the space becomes when, when we, when people start um, going after what they want and what they need in it.
0: Preach home girl, preach. <laughs> I, I love that you guys come up like the same mindset that we're not the gurus in this space. We are the facilitators, the connectors, because we only have the knowledge of our lived experiences, right? Like We have very specific RD tracks that we've been on. Yes, they are vastly different from each other's, but they only touch the surface of what dietitians do experience, have experienced, and can experience in their work world and in their personal world that, that shapes them, which is why I think it's super com- cool that when you open it up to community conversation or the conversation of the collective rather than the one person quote unquote in charge, you have so many different areas where the conversation can go and so many different perspectives from which to take in that information, which is why I'm such a proponent for this type of interaction. And that's really the goal with this space, right? To like not have... Someone be the end-all be-all like, okay, I've asked a question. I'm looking at you. Like that doesn't have to be like that, right? Like we open it up to the group and whomever has something to contribute to that will be heard, will be listened to. Are we going to take everything at like, are we going to take everything that that person says all the time? Maybe not. Maybe it's not for you, but then you can run that through your internal value system, your internal filter to determine if it is, but they're still there to give you their two cents and to allow you the space to think about something possibly in a different way than you would have otherwise.
2: Yeah, and that's exactly why I love that we're coming together for this because I literally don't think that any one of us could do this without the other because like, I I preface my supervision all the time with, I'm not the expert in the room. I'm, I'm not here to provide the answers. I help you ask questions. I support you. I guide you. I'm there. But no matter what, there's an inherent power dynamic because you're still investing in me. um, And I am still there to support you. Um, I'm not there to get my needs met. Um, And there's so many other things inherent in that. And so when you take one person out, like I think as business owners, there's always going to be that power dynamic there. We can lessen it, mitigate it, but it's always going to be there. And so when business owners can come together, that's when we can share it more effectively And I think that we have a better chance of changing the culture of the profession together than any one of us could do by ourselves. To interject
0: literally just our three different perspectives on this one piece of it, like brings our strengths out. Like if you guys just go back like four or five minutes in this conversation, (laughs) you could hear that like in our responses to that, which is crazy cool.
1: Yeah, we're aligned, and also we are ourselves. We're indi- we are. We do have our own unique individuality versus individualism. But we're bringing our individuality here to come together, um, to to bring that in, to bring that, and and that's what hopefully the conversation corner will be for everyone. Is like coming into a space where you can be held by other people. If you do want responses, you can ask for that, but not. And and not even always a space where it's about advice or support, but sometimes just about having fun, Mm -hmm. celebrating our joys. This is something I often talk about with the humans that I work with is... um, making space and taking space and time to celebrate like what you've been up to and what's been going on and and um, I always love Telestina and we're not recording the video for this but Telestina always clicks her fingers in the <laughs> background when you're saying something and like there's just that being space and um, for anyone who's done work around like self-compassion you know that shared humanity that common humanity that um, it just being witnessed as human all humans like our basic kind of desires or basic needs I should say is to be seen known and heard right and so spaces where we can um, go to have that need met, spaces that, and and for me, spaces that I can try and create spaces or build spaces with other humans um, where people can go after that need if they want to. And also me too, like you said there, Jess, around um, how often how we're not going after our own needs as business owners or as facilitators of things. But for this space, it is definitely a space where uh, it's, it's a space that I, I want to be part of to meet my own needs of connecting, um, of being in conversation, of being, um, being together, like you said, like making change together or at least being in conversation, uh, being in conversation about the possibilities um, for our profession, but also for us as humans, ind- as, as humans as well, not uh, outside of just what we do for um, this whole capitalist machine.
2: And can I like, can I go on a mini tangent, like tell a little story for a sec? Fuck yeah, um, please do. Because Laura, what you were saying really reminded me of an experience that I had as a retail dietitian that was like a huge like aha moment of like, Jess, you got to grow up and change the way you interact with other humans. Um, I realized that I was only going to like other department managers, other employees in the store when I needed something from them. And that was The basis of our working relationship. And it was this huge light bulb moment where I realized I needed to cultivate that relationship first, because if the only time I ever went to them was when I needed something, that wasn't helpful. That wasn't me forging a genuine connection. And they weren't going to be likely to help me um, in the long run or to do it in a way that they were like enthusiastic or really willing to see our mutual best interests, so to speak. And I think Laura, what you said about how like We might not always be coming to like ask advice. It might be just chatting and being with each other and getting to know other dietitians without needing to get something from them is something that's so missing in our field. And I think it's a big reason why we don't have that sense of community within the profession.
0: Transactional. It Mm -hmm. feels transactional. Mm -hmm. That's some shit. Okay, so... My tangent, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for instigating this. But, like, if you're working in an office environment, you have water cooler talk, right? Like, you're not actually working that full eight hours a day. You're probably schmoozing with someone who walks by your desk and you're like, eh, hey, good morning, how are the kids, whatever, you know? And then, like, but you're, if you're a solopreneur, you don't really have that. And Instagram probably feels like a job because it is to some extent, but why not take advantage and actually make it fun and interact with people you vibe with? Like if you can make that one change and maybe you're not like super into DMing people and like, that's fine. Maybe it's just commenting on things and maybe that turns into like an actual conversation and connection with someone. That's epic. Like, that's awesome. Like, you maybe just made a friend in real life. And let's be real, making friends as an adult is really hard. So, like, (laughs) that would be really cool if that happened. And it probably will if you're coming from it with something genuine, right? Like, Laura posts every day about her coffee. And I was like, girl, she finished her coffee and I'm on my second cup. I feel that, you know? So, and Jess always posts about her dog or like singing in the rain outside. I'm like, yes, my Luna is right here. So like you can resonate with things like that. And like, it may not be a full conversation, but letting people in, in a small way can open up the door to letting them know more about you and starting a genuine conversation that isn't transactional.
1: Yeah. And I think too, I think that one of the, benefits potentially or one of the things I see the strengths of the conversation corner is one it's takes it off social media so uh, and and because it isn't designed you know because they you know the culture the business culture has kind of <laughs> uh, kind of like you know hijacked genuine genuine <laughs> quote-unquote or it, it, um, connection or quote-unquote authenticity of <laughs> um, quote-unquote vulnerability like I'm, I'm air quoting everything because it's a performance right so mm. In that space, it's used as that, and so then when, as ourselves, we actually truly want no quotes, authentic, genuine connection, um, spaces where we can be vulnerable. It's 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 hard to find that, um, and you know I'm not going to promise that from this space either, because we can only show up how we show up and show up with our intentions and what we want from this space. I think though that there is maybe that possibility for people who are maybe a bit jaded with social media or just don't know how to start conversations or just are really introverted, or maybe they just want to come and lurk in the corner. And that sounds a bit weird, but it's cause it's called the conversation corner. Um, but you could lurk in the corner. You could be the wallflower. Um, and that's cool too. Like come along. I tend to lurk by the food table myself. Um, there won't be an actual virtual food table, but everyone's welcome to bring snacks of course, because there would be no dietitian event without snacks. Um, and where people can just come and, and check it out and see if it's for them and interact if they want to but don't if they don't want to. But just a space where that pressure's off to, to kind of like make the first move or the pressure's off to worry or feel, because not the dietitians worry much, um, about like what somebody might think when you send them a message. You know, like there's all this whole like, you know, we run through our whole, overanalyze everything and we about sending something, sending a DM or reaching out and we've, we've we've talked ourselves out of it by the end of it, right? Making that connection. And then over on the other side there's these dietitians just wanting to to make connections. Um and so I just feel like this space can be just take the pressure off. Like exhale, drop the shoulders and just come into a space where that's what everyone wants from the space. So we're all kind of have that shared understanding as we come in and we can all um, you know, show up how we are ready to basically. And hopefully over time, um, I really hope that people can build trust in this space and build trust in themselves really to show up in this space and other spaces as themselves um, and go after what they need and what they want um, and find that, find maybe a small part of that in the conversation corner.
2: And that's one of uh, the dietitians I'm working with right now is struggling with this. She's like, I'm I'm an introvert, I'm a homebody and I'm really craving that, like connection and that community of people who, who get it. And to some extent, I mean, I, I try to provide that, but ultimately if you're in supervision with me, there are like questions that you're working out and you're kind of like working on things doing more professional development things or personal development things. And so it's so much different to be able to like, just show up and be yourself. And so many dietitians, like you said, Laura, they want it but we're afraid to ask for it or afraid to put ourselves out there and say that we want it, or we don't see it existing. So we think it doesn't exist. Um, And hopefully this is a space that breaks down some of those barriers and gives you the space that like, if you've been wanting something, it exists.
1: Mm. And maybe even planting a seed, you just maybe think about my other, like, desire for this or or golf this is like maybe planting a seed for people to go after things or to do things differently in other spaces so maybe this just shows people that yeah you can you know if if these three dietitians who you know in the traditional business world would quote-unquote compete um can come together um through their values and through their alignment and and build a space like this that things can be different and things can be done differently like just because the script is one way just because the values of our culture and, and the world outside of us say it has to be a certain way. It doesn't mean that that is what we have to accept. If that is not what we want and we can go after what we want and do things differently, but like actually do things differently, not just talk about it and say hope that, about say it. that and we are
2: and yeah. use the same yeah, yes. dynamics say that, that we, we are. always did. Yeah. And can, mm, can we talk right. a little bit more about that like competition piece? Because I feel like I talked to so many dietitians who are so afraid of interacting with other dietitians in the same like quote unquote niche or in the same space or with similar goals professionally. And of course, like I have my own responses to that, but can, can we talk about that? Cause we are fairly overlapping in the work that we do. It's not identical, um, but fairly overlapping. So can we talk about this like collaboration rather than competition mindset a bit more? Fuck yeah, we can. <laughs>
0: So Laura, you said it, you're like, oh yeah, like we could potentially be competition. That's so crazy. Cause like, I don't even think of you guys as competition. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to lift you up so hard, yeah. <laughs> you know, both of you. So like, yeah, I think, I mean, as, as a profession our the way we become RDs is just so competitive, at least in mm-hmm. the States, maybe different in Australia, but like, damn, it is like, we got to get the best grades in our DPD so we can apply for a DI and actually get a DI. And then once we get a DI, we have to figure out what we need to know for the test and then not tell anyone the answers that we've known. And then we can apply for jobs that are honestly a little bit more abundant now since yield great walkout. But still, like, it's still hella competitive. And then we got to keep our secret sauce when we choose to go private practice because you can't tell anyone what's working for you because it's a secret. But yeah. I'm not about any of that bullshit. I've actually seen some of the best collaborations come from people who are in the same niche. Two two RDs who I think do it so well are in the culinary world. As I mentioned earlier, that is like my jam. That's where I started out. Jam, no pun intended, with a little bit of butter on a scone. Now I'm talking about, now I'm talking about. Anyway, two RDs in that space. Abby Galman and Julie Lopez created the Culinary Nutrition Studio like I don't know, during COVID, like badasses. But prior to that, they were doing like in-person cooking classes together and they have always been lifting each other up. Yes, they both write for blogs. Yes, they both do food photography and recipe development. Yes, they are very similar in what they do. But they were like, okay, cool. Like you have more of the strategic side of things. I have more of the creative side of things. Let's do this together and it'll be a fucking powerhouse. That is what you can do when you lean into your superpowers and say, fuck the competition BS side of things and really lean into, we can elevate each other if we work together, but you got to be really secure in what you bring to the table. At least that's how I see it. And if you guys listen to us, I think we're very secure in what we bring to the table, which is really important. So we know, yes, we overlap, but we know that we are like different in X, Y, and Z way. And that just highlights what everyone else brings to the table as well.
1: Yeah. And I think that that comes down like a part of that is not even necessarily for me, the words that I would use is not even necessarily secure, but like like trust yeah. that i can kind of take care of myself trust that i um regardless of what happens with a collaboration with somebody that i you know i know what i what i'm uh, what i'm doing i know like what my values are i know what i want to how i want to show up and trusting that you know, that that's, that kind of guides me um, because I feel like um, that sometimes we can feel like, you know, I, I suppose what I don't want to give the impression is that we have to have it all together to give these kind of things a go to dip our toe in, um, that we just kind of have to trust or figure it out, trust that, trust in ourselves that we can figure it out, you know, that we can figure out that, that it's not, if, if something was, cause I'm thinking, you know, um, no matter what happens, I think the competition bit for me too, is it's, it's just part of it. It's not my temperament. I grew up as I'm like the bottom middle child of a family of four. Um and I'm the hypersensitive, empathic um book reading child um of this four. And um as a little kid there was lots of physical um, you know, rustling. There was lots of like games of things. And it's just winning in those kind of environments of really high competition is not it's not my strength. And I developed, I suppose, part of it's probably like, you know, I I should take some of it to therapy, Um, you know, around like protecting myself in the competition space. But I suppose what I always saw, for me, I've always looked at things in a different way. Yes, we could compete, but what about if we did it this way? Um, I talked to to my little kiddos because I'm a mum of three kids and um, one of my kids is like so really loves connection um, and also really loves games but also really loves winning. Um, And trying to hold space for them to bring those three together because they always want to play games with me or with their siblings, um, but then they always also want to win. So we have this little thing. We can always win, but then we have to play by ourselves. So, yes, if our goal always is to win, um, then we probably do have to play by ourselves. Um, but if our goal is to connect and if that is what we want, so my view, I suppose, on competition is if you want to win, like as if you want to like be the person with all of – the medals and all of the awards yeah you maybe you do have to do it by yourself I don't know but maybe that's not this space for you maybe it's not the space for you because not all spaces are there are some people out there that that is what they want cool good luck to you keep doing yourself um and that's awesome but for the humans who that's not what they want they really want connection or they want to find a way to balance both they want to win at their own life like they want to you know meet their own goals and they want connection there is a way that we can have not have at all um but there is a way that we can align our values they don't have to be in competition to each other um but yeah there's there's so much there's so much to it at an individual level but also like that family of origin stuff stuff that sets us up from smaller ages our cultural stuff around how competition is really um yeah, like real, we're socialised into thinking there isn't a choice. We're socialised into thinking that that is actually human nature, that is actually, um, that competition is there. Um, and I don't have that. Um, and I'm also not only a mother of three, but also a really keen gardener. Um, and so uh, if you do come into the conversation, Connor, we can talk gardening. Uh, but in nature, people often term it like as competition but actually what's happening in nature is creation of an ecosystem where when something's, um, when there's something out of balance, other things come in and they're not competing, um, but they are rebalancing and finding homeostasis um, in that space. And I feel like as, yeah, there, there's a lot to we can learn from that. I just, I don't know, I don't, uh, there's some real interesting things around competition and human nature or that 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 it has to be that way or that that is the that's innate or that that's um that's the nature of business or that's the nature of this or that but I just don't have that like I think it's I kind of feel like it's like some it's almost like you know when you see the cherry picking of scientific (laughs) advice to like build the next diet fat it's like that it's like the cherry picking of Characteristics that humans um, portray and use in certain situations, and then making up this whole story that that's just how humans are. And I just don't have that. Um, I think we can be, we've been socialized around it. Um, but yeah, I'll try not to go onto a giant tangent around values, socialization, and capitalist and supremacy culture because you didn't necessarily sign up to listen to that. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot there's a lot to unpack on it. But I just think at an individual it comes back to that whole idea is just because that's the story or the the narrative or the idea that somebody else wants us to be part of, like, what's our values? Like, yeah. and for the, for the dietitians listening who maybe struggle around that or have a little rub or feel some sort of way around the competition piece is just to really get clear on your values. Like what's important to you? And if it is if, if you know, to use that example of um, my kiddo playing the games, if it's more important to win than it is to connect, then I say to her, then you need to go play by yourself. Like in this case, in this instant, in this moment, you need to go play solitaire or like an <laughs> individual game um, because there's, you know, and so what, what, uh, what I really want to encourage people to think about, I suppose, when it comes to that stuff is. What are your values? Not what are the values of your family? What are the values of the culture? What are your values? What are your dreams and goals for your life? And how do they come? How do you move towards those? Is it by holding on to that idea of competition or is it by doing it differently, showing up in a different way? Yeah.
2: And first, I want to. I want to say that um, I have like a joke on my podcast of how long it's going to take me to say the words supremacy, culture, capitalism, patriarchy. And I just want to put it on record that I wasn't the first one to say it.
0: I was just (laughs) going to say, that's my favorite thing about both of you is that you're like, (laughs) fuck cultural norms, fuck the patriarchy. Oh, and for
1: me, it's cursing. So I feel that. (laughs) (laughs) It always comes back. You know, there's that whole, why does it, you know, why do you always have to bring it back to this? Because it always comes back to (laughs) does. um, because the thing isn't like you know, and and for anyone who works in particularly the non diet space, um, when you're working with humans around their relationship with food, you you know that what they will default to without like what they're what they're used to defaulting to is diet culture values, right? Um, which sideline are the same as supremacy and capitalist culture values, but also so as humans, um, in our businesses. If we're not making that conscious and concerted effort, what we will revert to is the default values of the culture. So the business culture, the default values of those are certain values. The default values of our, like we are all part come from, you know, the US and um, Australia, and so they're very they're similar as far as like that supremacy culture stuff and hierarchy. And so if that is just what our culture and society is built on, if this makes you feel uncomfortable, that's cool. If you are in denial about this stuff, that's okay. Just keep listening to Jess and me and we'll just keep talking about it um, until you feel ready to to phase up to it. But, it is, we all, it always comes back to it because that is what it always comes back to. That's what our, our culture is based on. They're the values, right? So it's not about an individual. Um, it's, it's about the values of the culture. And if we aren't making those choices to default, um, to, to choose our own values, then we will default. We will act into them. And I think it's just that whole idea of like, we are scientists and we've been trained supposedly, um, to be critical analyzers of things. And so, let's apply that to this these kind of situations. Let's critically analyse what's going on. We don't have to be critical, but we can critically analyse that we can, and I often talk about, you know, once you know your values, we can run through things through our own values-based lens, um, our own values filter so we can figure out, huh, is this something that I want to be doing or acting into, whether it's competition, um, whether it's um, yeah, being in conversation, whether it's, you know, whatever from our business to our, um, to how we show up in other areas.
2: And I I love that the like collaboration and lack of competition comes naturally to you. It, to anyone listening, it doesn't to me. Um, I think Laura, I'm a lot like your son. I used to say that I wasn't competitive and it's taken until pretty recently for me to realize I am so incredibly competitive that if I don't think I can win something, I just don't play. And I'm like, I'm just not, I'm just not going to do this because it can't dominate. So therefore I'm not quote unquote competitive. And if you're, if you are like that and you're like, well, just, you know, you do collaboration now and you're on this vibe. One of the biggest things that's helped for me is to be around people like Laura and Celestina who are so committed to community and kind of dismissing this power over hierarchy and to experience it. So, if you're like on the fence and you feel some of that like threat from other dietitians and you're willing to, to experience it, I, I won't speak for everyone, but I say you're welcome in the space and come and experience what it's like to really genuinely have people root for you and have your best interests in mind because it has been one of the most powerful things for me to be able to confront. My own like competitive nature and come around to this more collaborative mindset.
1: Yeah, and thank you for the for the grace and um, <laughs> compliment. <laughs> there, um, it does come naturally for me, temperament, but there is the social conditioning, right? Sure. So. I'll give a really small example. So, like, I will often share what other people have going on, um, you know, on, on my Instagram and I'll share things around it. But there's still this all always this little idea that pops up into my head. Not always, but sometimes they'll be like, oh, but you've got this thing happening. Like, should you really be sharing about that? It It comes up and that's that conditioning. And that's what I mean by running it through my values filter. So, in those moments, I suppose I just want to show that I'm still human um, and that we all have it. And I really want to show that um, – uh unlearning or decoupling from competitiveness doesn't mean it goes away and all of a sudden you're like stand out and you're like, I'm so grateful that Jessica has just become done an abundant launch. Like it's bullshit, right? Like the, like the whole like idea of this piece, um, that that's what it looks like. It doesn't. It looks like each moment making the choice to move towards your values and noticing and questioning and just getting clear on that. Because I'll have those moments and I'll think, yeah, th- that little voice pops up in my head what I notice with that voice is it's not me. It's not my mm-hmm. values. It's the values of the culture. It's the values that I'm asked to take on and to act into. And that is how culture is created by us all deciding and all agreeing to act into a certain set of values, right? And we all do it by default. And so, yeah, I just want to add that bit. It's not that I'm definitely not zened out like, oh, everything for everyone. Like stuff comes up. Like I still <laughs> have my own thoughts and I still have that. And it's just really... Making that daily moment by moment choice that I choose me, I choose my values, I choose my dream for the world, not that, not that. And some look, some days I choose, I choose the other option. Like some days that comes up, and that's where I go. Um, I don't. Again, I'm not always over here going. I choose my values, and that is all I will do. You know. It's, it's, it's a daily process and it's a daily process of knowing myself and, and getting clearer on that. And, but I think, again, that's another benefit of being in communities. We can share that stuff. It can be like, everyone goes, oh, look at Laura, you know, she's over here doing this and she's like, so cool with sharing. But just to open up and say, yeah, it comes up for me too. Like I still make the choice to make, to share it, but I still have that little conversation with myself. I still have those cultural and social values popping up. Sure. I, I have a confession. I feel the same way. Mm. I
0: know. I mean, there's only so much like scrolling you can do and being like, especially when people are sharing like they're 50K months, you know, like <laughs> because of the social norms, we think we want that. We think we need that. And honestly, doing a lot of work with Laura helped me recognize that like, yeah, that's not for me. You send them like, like some eat, pray, love stuff, right? Like you send them their well wishes. That's their vibe. That's their life. And then reconnecting with what really matters to you. Um, but yeah, same Z's. I think it's a day to day thing. It's not like a, an all encompassing. I'm now woke AF. It's, you're still trying to figure it out. And like, that's the hard shit that we can work through in that space and hold space for in conversation corner as well.
2: Yeah. And what was the mm-hmm. message that I literally sent to you earlier today, Celestina, of like, I'm I'm having imposter thoughts and I need to name them and say them out loud because yeah. I'm I'm looking at this other practitioner and putting them up on a pedestal and feeling that scarcity around them. And it's not that these thoughts necessarily go away. They're not going to go away completely. It's more that, Laura, like you said, we can recognize that it's not really us talking and we can cultivate more awareness and curiosity around that.
1: Mm. And we just can build that, cultivate that trust in ourselves and, and have the tools or the steps that we go through to take care of ourselves. So exactly what you said, just reaching out to somebody and just talking it out and naming it and wrapping words around it. And the more we wrap words around these things that we feel uncomfortable about, these things we maybe have fears about, these things that make us feel some sort of way, um, it's like one, it's the opportunity for us to name it to get it outside ourselves. But also this space then is open for somebody else to say, yeah, me too like Mm -hmm. this is how I feel this is my experience we don't feel alone then but also then we can be in community around well what do we want to be different like for ourselves as individuals but also as as our culture as our community as as dietitians for our profession for the world like how do we want it to be differently and and how do we it starts with us acting differently in ourselves and in our day-to-day moment by moment making different choices um and yeah and and we are i think that other piece you just said they're just about the pedestal piece that's in its own way, um, it's really dehumanizing. We, we put people up on pedestals. Mm-hmm. We, we, we make up, we, we tell ourselves a story about other humans that takes away their humanity. Yes, We tell ourselves stories about ourselves that takes away our humanity. And we, then we go live these stories out or we live life holding these stories to be true rather than, just been stories um and I think if we have our values if we have community and connection trusted mentors who can be peer like you know mentor I, I use that word but it doesn't have to be like a there doesn't have to be a hierarchy around it just trusted humans that we can share ourselves with and be vulnerable with um that takes time and that takes trust and having spaces where we can build that um or where we can have the opportunity to build that I think is really needed um and yeah, hopefully the Conversation Corner can offer that.
0: I think it also, maybe we overlook this, but we are vastly different from the person next to us, right? Like, yes, we may have things that are similar, right? Like we're all dietitians, And I know I mentioned this earlier, right? Like lived experiences are different, but like inherently we are vastly different than everyone next to us. And leaning into those inherent differences in us is not only going to make us happier, but like then we can recognize when someone's like living their truth and it'll give you more of a, um, a boost of confidence to be like, hey, like you get it, girl, like you're doing your thing out there or dude or they, them. I'm, you know what I mean? People out there. Um, but then, like, when you're looking at that for yourself and then running it through that own, your own value system, you can be like, okay, cool. That is for me. That is not for me. And my tool of choice is human design, which I think has been a game changer in a way that just like allows me to recognize what, I need another word for superpowers, but just like the differences that are positive, positive differences. You guys want to chime chime in here? I feel like I'm uh, circling.
1: (laughs) I just think difference. I just think that that's like that that as itself and I think that a space because let's be honest in our culture if we think about that um I'll say it again Jess in of culture uh <laughs> difference is array like the the point of it is to erase difference to remove difference so I think that we can we can be really honest that showing up in our difference and being different and look I say that as a thin white highly privileged individual as well um being able to do that is not we aren't made to feel safe to do that and we aren't encouraged to do that for a purpose like for a reason and I suppose again that's another part of the conversation corner and building these spaces is there spaces where we want to hold space for that where where that that is what we want to hold space for those kind of difficult conversations if people want to have them, um, but also spaces where we can show up as ourselves, like in our full humanity um, and the difference that that's involved by that, um, difference that's involved, the difference that we might have um, in even within the space, the difference that will come up like as individuals. But But when we're sharing things, if we have difference, a space where that's not seen as a negative, where it's not seen as conflict, but just a difference um, just what it is um, and that we can be in community because we can't really face difference we can't face those things in isolation and when we don't have relationships or relating with people um, because it's it's, there's just not that foundation to to talk about it to to work through it to be in communication and connection over it Um, and the, the fact is we need relating we need relationships to be able to for our own needs to be met, but yeah, to be able to hold difference, to be able to work through it and to see it not as a threat, not as something negative, not that something we have to have another word, you know, a positive word for that. We can just see it as what it is. Difference difference is.
0: Thank you for making that so much more eloquent than I was able to get out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I think that also kind of just leads to what we said earlier is that this is an evolving space and we, we don't know exactly. And something that I, uh, sometimes grapple with is there's all of this pressure from kind of like the, the business coaching industry to like be really clear in your messaging and like convey things with intention. And a lot of times I'm like, this is kind of just a space where we can come and hang out. Do you want to come and hang out with me? And that's, re- that's really what this is, right? And it's because we can't predict it and it is hopefully going to grow and evolve over time.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. When I was um, launching my program Radical, um, because it's not, I call it program, but actually like I was running around going program slash container slash, (laughs) like it's a slashy because it's just like, you know, you're doing, when you are doing things differently, there isn't necessarily the words to be that shared, like, as you know, I I sort of said it at the start, like we're using the word community because we kind of had a shared, we have a shared understanding of what that means, but even that is not necessarily what comes out of this. Um, And I actually did a post this week around like um, more words, like let's, you know, we're we're asked to really drop it down into labels and we're asked to be succinct and and also that other pieces we're often asked to tell people what they're going to get out of this thing. Um, and it's like, well, I don't know, like <laughs> you're you, I'm me, like, and I suppose how I tend to frame it is, this is what, how I'm going to show up and, and how this is my dreams for this space. This is what I think could be possible, but let's come together and um, fuck around and find out. Right. Um, nice. Because that's what the whole life, like, it's like, yeah, we make a choice and then yeah, we fuck around and find out. And that's what this is. We just made a choice to come together that we want to do things differently. We want to be creating these spaces and we can see, I think we can all see the inherent strengths in doing it together um, to actually not only create a space for connection, but to build that space in connection. And we've said that and now we're literally in the fucking around and finding (laughs) out stage, like we're putting it out there, we're trying to figure it out. Um, And we just, we have hopes and dreams for this space and, you know, to be continued, like we'll see. I
0: think that's our tagline. The conversation corner, corner, a place to fuck around and have fun. (laughs) I'm in.
1: Excellent. We just, with a little asterisk and and a shared understanding of fuck around.
2: The the specific definition (laughs) that we're going with.
1: Our shared understanding definition, our values-driven definition for this space. Um, Perhaps it's different in others.
2: I feel like this is a good note to end on.
1: That was beautiful, ladies. (laughs) Couldn't have scripted it better.
0: (laughs) So, guys, come hang out with us in Conversation Corner. A place to fuck around, have fun, and we don't have any actual end game plan, but it's going to be a really cool space to connect. So, join us, won't you?
2: For the wild ride. Uh,
0: That's
1: right. As a minimum, Wheel 3 will be there.
0: Yeah. Right? If you didn't (laughs) enjoy this podcast, maybe don't come. But if you did, come,
1: please. (laughs) Perhaps you enjoyed it for whatever reasons, maybe because you want to be part of it, maybe because you enjoy watching, uh, listening to people uh, go a little bit like on tangents or talk about gardening or kids or whatever it might be. Um, But yes, come along. Um, We are, our plan at this stage is to have them coming out, you know, to have them regularly. I think we'll probably come up with a bit more of a like four planned plan for next year for what's next year, 2023, um, so that people can kind of, you know, plan the dates into their calendars etc so you can kind of um do, you know do that but also I'll extend the invitation and I'll extend it on behalf of Jess and Celestina because I know that they'd be happy with it is that if you are if you've got questions like reach out reach out to either yes. of us um individually um and and ask away ask questions if, if you're not really sure if we were clear as mud on this podcast and you still don't know like what the heck are you talking about like what even is this then please do ask questions or just come along and figure yeah. it out uh with us as we uh continue to go- move forward with it excellent well thank you uh for your connection this morning on my time this morning um or and for you who's listening whenever you take this in for being here with us yeah thanks yeah.
2: it's been awesome thanks for joining us on this Again, a little adventure, a little yeah, crossover yeah. episode.
1: Morning your time,
0: afternoon your time, about to go to sleepies my time. Yeah. Good night, guys. Cool. And we'll see you in the corner. Ooh. Aren't we just a ball of fun? Do you want to hang out with us in Conversation Corner in real life? Well, virtually in real life. Our first Conversation Corner is Thursday, November 10th at 2 p.m. EST. I would love for you to join the convo. We are here to moderate, we're here for the conversation, and we are not trying to sell anything. This is all geared towards genuine connection and conversation around anything you need space held for. The link for conversation corner is in the show notes, and that is the place where you can sign up. And if you don't already listen to Laura and Jess's podcasts, respectively, go check out Dietitian Values by Laura and Empowering Dietitians by Jess. Alright, guys, I will see you again Thursday this week when I chat with Shannon Costello, a plant based culinary RD. Until then.